Welcome to Family Unmuted, where Ruben and Tiana Estrada open the door to their lives as real estate brokers, owners of a family business, parents, and everything in between. This is our world, Unmuted. Welcome back to Family Unmuted. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 3, and we're talking about relationships. So that is the word of the day. (laughs) We have a special guest today. Our soon-to-be daughter-in-law, Chris Ann. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and hopefully you'll contribute uh, better, more than the other half. <laughs> I contribute a lot. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. Um, so let's get started. Relationships. What does that mean? Connection. Connection. I like it. Okay. Tell me more. Connection between... I guess something to another thing. So like it doesn't have to be like persons. Okay. Um, it could be like person to person. Doesn't yeah. have to be that. Yeah, it could be like gotcha. a relationship between you have with like spiritually, financially, like that's a relationship. Like everything that's in your life is sort of a relationship that you have because it's a connection you have with something. Sure. Awesome. Isaiah? I mean, like just along the same lines, just you have a connection. Usually it's with another person but like you said, it can be with something you grew up with, something you do, or a sport. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool. All right. What about you? We talked about this at length. Am um, I in your way? No. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, crowded today. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it's huge that you guys recognize that it's a relationship, not just with people, because I think that is the box that people put it into one-on-one relationships with people. Um, but yeah, to reiterate what they said, it's, it's a, it's a financial relationship. It's a spiritual relationship. Uh, it's a relationship with food. It's a relationship with your health. Um, I really think anything going back to those seven areas of our lives that we're talking about in all of these podcasts, you have to have a relationship in each of those. Mm -hmm. So when I say the word relationship, does it, does it cause any kind of like, what is it? Does it cause any emotion? Yeah. Bad, yeah. negative. I mean, negative, bad, good. What? It just feels like immediately I think of like wear on yourself. Work. Yeah. Like it, it costs some energy. Oh, like, yeah. Like when I say relationship, it's like you have to have energy to put towards it. Mm hmm. And it could be positive or negative depending on how, what type of relationship it is, but. That's just my immediate reaction when you say relationship because it's such a big word. If you said, I think like friendship is better, mm. but like relation, I don't know why. Just generalizing it is causing me to just think that it needs a lot more energy. Okay, Christian, what does relationship mean to you? Um, well, I think like relationships aren't always about. There's a lot of types of different relationships, so a lot of times like you can have bad relationships too. Like it's not always necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like there can be yeah. there can be like good relationships that turn bad or, you know, just sometimes you, you do hear the word relationship, you're like, oh mm-hmm. I remember a bad time or mm-hmm. you think of a certain person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some relationships that you run to, and there's some relationships you run from. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, that's that's all good stuff. Um, 
So it's interesting you say, but buddy, when you say when I say relationships, it's like, oof, it seems like it's a little overwhelming or it's uh, you know burdensome or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, tell me, like, do you think the word relationships used too much? Maybe, um, but I just think like the way we have our relationships, they're meaningful. So when we do want to choose to be in a relationship, we want we have a standard already, and if we don't meet that standard, it's sort of like there's no no point in having it, you know. But in order to keep that standard, it takes a lot of energy, and just starting from the beginning, sort of like it sort of needs to work, like mm-hmm. you need to get through that. Um, and that takes a lot of energy, you know. You think you should hold your relationships accountable? Hmm. That's a good question because I feel like when I hear you say accountable, I feel like there's an expectation mm. with the relationship. And I, for me anyway, I feel like when you put expectations on relationships, that's when disappointment can come in. Mm. And I think that it's just... A relationship with anything should just kind of be this open giving open to receiving kind of thing rather than having an expectation because there has to be an expectation in order to have accountability did you do this did it do this is it creating this um, well I'm that's thinking, what I hear so when I say accountable accountable you're accountable to the relationship mm-hmm. yeah like, mm-hmm. like, like you're bringing in the accountability like you're like the standard yeah you know yeah i don't think there's an there's an accountability of the other person i think mm-hmm. it's just mainly you like if you want when we talk about abundance we talked about this last week mm-hmm. um the abundant abundant mindset or abundance mindset is that what could be you know what what could your relationships look like what should your relationships look like all those things that's that's kind of bringing accountability into it mm-hmm. so what's possible you know what do you what do you want your relationship to look like with your parents with your spouse with your friends for those that you spend the most time with those that you care most about um, so I was just wondering about the accountability piece so so how do we how do we have good relationships I think that it has to be 50-50. There has to be, for like a relationship to thrive, I think you have to have both people putting in equal effort. Like I remember just like growing up, like teenage years, like so many friendships would just go like down the drain because they wouldn't be putting anything in. Like I felt Mm -hmm. like it was always me reaching out or, you know, something along that line and they would just kind of, you know, disappear after a little bit because there was no effort put in by the other person. Mm. Okay. We have those conversations with our, well, our little ones now, but even with our older ones for the longest time with not that you don't make really great friendships in school or high school or whatever. And um, shout out to my mom who has friends in her life that she's known (laughs) since kindergarten. Like I used to, I used to not think that was a big deal, but I see my mom and her life and these people she's known for. I won't say how many years, but <laughs> that, it, it, it's, a, it's a testament. It's a testament to the time and effort you put in. But that is few and far between. And we've always told our kids, you know, 
your circle is going to get smaller as you grow as a person. And I think you guys are seeing that in that to have a meaningful relationship, it does require that time and effort. And as you get older, you start to become a little more, I I could say stingy, but I'll say intentional <laughs> with what you spend your time on and who you spend it with. Um, so I think that's, that's a big thing to recognize. You know, you think you're gonna have these friendships forever and I see people fall into relationships that have relationships for so long because they think they just need to. Well, we've been friends forever and now I can't. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not a relationship. That's mm-hmm. like an obligation, yeah. it feels like. Mm-hmm. What are some key components that you need for a really meaningful relationship? They can't bring you down. Okay. Because it's... If you change into a person you want to become or don't want to become, then there's no point in having that relationship. Okay. Yeah, just is the relationship contributing to your growth as a person and is it giving you more energy and and ability to go out and give more to other people. You know, is it building you up in a way that's allowing you to do more, I guess, for me? And and that's when I talk about all the different areas, you know, my relationship with food has been up and down. And as I get older, I realize like there is just some stuff I cannot eat. (laughs) I love it, but oh my gosh, I will feel horrible for five days and it just doesn't do anything for me. It brings me down, mm-hmm. right? So that's the relationship with food. My relationship with money, I don't know. I hope one day I get a grasp of that relationship. <laughs> but there are times. <laughs> I know you do me too. Me too. I know you do too. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm off topic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> money. Your relationship money. with money. Yeah. yeah. So again, is this serving me in a way that's helping me be a better impact in in the world yeah i think you can translate the whole food thing into people yeah it's like i love people but sometimes there's certain people that just suck all the energy out of me they bring me down uh, they don't make me better um so yeah, I mean, all those things. Are it goes so- back to the very beginning of the found the fundamentals of a relationship are the same in any type any of relationship. relationship. Yeah, yeah. We don't look at it that way though. Well, because it's harder with people because there's feelings, and mm. they talk back to you, and they say mean things, or they cry, or and that's that's a hard thing to. I mean, my food doesn't cry at me. Yeah, but they also do require like when you do go away from it let's take the food for example when you do decide to stop it you still have that internal conversation with yourself and it still brings out feelings so each of them are still um have some impact in some way but i don't feel an obligation like for me if i say i don't eat this anymore like my pizza's not crying in the corner yeah, and if I said that less, about my mom, I care less if, like, it, if I can't I, have a relationship with my mom. 
because of the way that she treat. This is just all hypothetical, mom. I can't have a relationship with my mom because of the way that she makes me feel. Well, you got out of respect. You got to have a relationship with your parents. So there's cer- a certain obligatory relationship that you have mm-hmm. um, that is difficult. So yeah, it's a hard. It, it's a hard. Yeah. place to be yeah but, if i don't eat pizza my pizza point is, yeah, doesn't my care, not care mad at me. right you know, if i don't spend like, time with whatever. my mom she's gonna yeah. get upset mm-hmm. she's upset right what do you guys see what are your biggest challenges um because we've had 40 years to work on relationships and work through relationships you guys are younger and you're kind of coming out of that. Um, you were in a little bubble in high school with these are just the people I see every day and we're friends because we have to be because we're at school. Mm-hmm. And now you're like out in the world and creating these connections with other people and other things and other habits. Like what are your challenges that you're seeing? There's just like not as many people as high school. <laughs> <laughs> like you like, said, it's like when you're in high school, it's just these are just the people you see every day. Like yeah. you, just, it feels like you have to be friends with them. Not have to be friends, but you're you're just the people you hang out with every day. Yeah. Do you think that's easier or harder? Easier. Yeah, definitely easier at the time. Because they they kind of put you together and force you to be together, as opposed to yeah, which is weird because now you're in the world like outside of high school and you have more people available to you, but yet you feel more well, you have lonely. more people available to you, yeah. but you don't see as many people throughout the day. I think that's the thing. Like yeah. when when you go to school, like everyone's in the lunchroom all together. You find the people who you are most comfortable around, and you stick with them for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But right. with here, <laughs> like there's only five of us in this office. Like yeah. you know, it has to be a choice. Yeah, it has to take energy, like you said, mm-hmm. to have meaningful relationships. It takes energy. You got to go out and find people that you have commonality with, mm-hmm. and you know you're aligned with. Um, who are going to make you better, that you guys have in common, all those things. Mm-hmm. So uh, so do you think social media has helped or hurt relationships? Hurt, hurt 100%. Hello. This is weird coming from the person yeah, that loves really yeah, <laughs> well, no, loves because, social okay, media I'm for relationships. About, no, I'm thinking about it in the terms of their age. Oh. I'm not saying, like, it helps me maintain relationships right now, and I am grateful for that but that is maintaining relationships that i have put work into for a lot of years before there even was social media i think for them they were born into there already is social media and i see it with kids their age all the time and younger you don't know how to have meaningful conversations you don't know how to introduce yourselves you don't know how to just speak in front of a crowd or whatever i think that piece of it has really been taken away from this you know kids from what now 10 to 10 to 20 probably right now Mm. the relationship has been what we talk about on snapchat or what we talk about on instagram or your your dms and instagram or whatever and it's not a you went to dinner and had conversation Mm -hmm. and so that one-on-one face-to-face i think um Social media has really done a number on just teaching younger kids how to create relationships and connect. 
Mm-hmm. You agree with that? Yeah, I feel like social media just filters out. Mostly for our age, it just filters out the good stuff that you see or filters in. Oh, like a facade? Yeah. And that people well, only, people put, only post, post what happened what happens in their life that is beneficial to them. Yeah. Oh, you know, so you don't really get to see the full picture of who you're dealing with. Yeah. The whole picture and sometimes the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's not very honest. Well, yeah. people are very, well, not, not people many are, people want to be very vulnerable on social media. Which, well, not only that, but people are very brave when they don't have to be accountable to anybody. It's, yeah. it's really easy to sit by yourself with a keyboard and say these things or do these things and not have any accountability for from it, you know, with another person sitting across from you or whatever. And I think that we've gotten to a place in society where the keyboard has just been opened this Pandora's box of alternate realities and and this ability to just not be your authentic self and I think that's a mm. challenge right now. Mm. But do you think people see through that? Not everybody. Well, let's say like, so when on social media, let's say you go to their profile page and it's all pictures of them, of a guy, let's say a guy who's pretending to be successful, who has suits and does all this stuff. But in reality, he just sits at home all day, you know, mm-hmm. but occasionally once a month, he'll go out and hang out with his friends and then have a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really know who you're dealing with. So, which is interesting to me because you guys follow these people and then you don't know anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that make any sense? I wouldn't say I follow those people. <laughs> Say that. Well, I'm just saying you follow people, but yet you're not getting the real person. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything really about that person except for the surface of whatever their profile, whatever they allow you to see. Mm-hmm. And you take their word or advice or whatever as gospel. And you're following them and, and, and hoping to learn from them when they really haven't really accomplished anything for real. Or you've not, you haven't verified that or you haven't validated that. Mm-hmm. So how do we put so much trust in strangers? I don't understand that. I'm confused. Well, I guess when you follow, like, when someone follows you, like, let's say, um, let's just take a basketball player. So let's say, like, a high school basketball player. Everyone says that he's going D1. He's very good. And then you look at his profile. Stephen Curry follows him. That's sort of like a verification. Like, oh, if one of the big stars is following him, he has to be legit. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I think social media has just added another layer on top of creating these relationships. Like, I think that if you see somebody and you follow somebody, for me, I would be like, okay, I want to learn more about this person and Mm kind of see. But I think not enough people do that. I think we've become lazy as a society and it's Mm. just like well i have ten thousand followers therefore i have ten thousand friends and this is all the relationships i need we've made it really easy to not have to put in the work and um i think that's the thing that makes me sad about it Mm -hmm. um we've taken out that next step but i think that's the most important step So what, what advice would you guys give us 
on relationships. I was hoping the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are all in in very similar but different areas. I mean, you have Isaiah, you came out of high school with quite a few friends and you've managed to keep a few of those relationships that mean a lot to you. Does it feel like you're having to put a lot more time in to maintain those relationships now? Opposed to like in high school? Yeah. Um, Well, it goes back to like See, when you're in high school, you just see him every day because you have to be at school. But I say it's easier now. It is? Okay. Well, I mean, the friends I, I'm friends with are like, we, we play our games together. And mm-hmm. like, that's a good connection right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you more aware as you get older? Are you more aware of the other relationships that you may need to put more time into in your life? I.e. Mm. food financial all the different types of relationships yeah i have noticed that does that does take time but it's important to put that time in because it'll benefit you in the long run Mm -hmm. like diet for example or even financially like you start getting your stuff in order now it'll be way easier down the line it'll benefit you down the line Mm -hmm. so when we talk about financial relationships when you guys hear the word money or financial what do you immediately feel so it brings up an immediate almost negative like well, sort of i mean scarcity before, kind last of. year i would have said that yeah because the most people don't have a diamond investment in, like at 25 years old so like i know yeah. we still have a very very good head start yeah yeah we have a good foundation and like we always talked about money at like the dinner table and like what you guys are doing so i don't feel like I don't know what to do with money. It's just working towards getting more money. You know, once I have it, I feel I, I can be very confident in what I can do with it. Because we were talking about, you know, you wanting advice from us. And I know for me, even not until I got into my 40s was when I really started looking at my relationship with money and how I felt about it. And some of the things that it subconsciously triggered for, for me. And I think those are big realizations. Like, I didn't realize for so long I just had this really yucky relationship with money. Mm-hmm. You probably felt the same way. I understood it, and I knew I needed it, and I knew credits and debits and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't realize that my relationship with money was actually a really unhealthy one that needed some time as well. Well, I think what I've learned about money is that I fall into the trap of, I work for money. Ah. And what that means is, when I have enough money, I stop working. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just saying, all right, well, what's my why? Why am I working to begin with? And choosing a why that always makes me want to work. Going back to the why. It it always comes back to the why. (laughs) Yep. So, finding that and knowing that I'm never going to stop working, it made and making peace with that and actually having that is I think it's pretty healthy for me because um, when I'm doing nothing I really go crazy so knowing that I'm never going to stop working help me with my philosophy and relationship with money yeah 
Is that, okay, you're never going to stop. So then... You're never going to stop making money. Never going to stop making money. I mean, as long as I keep providing value, that that's kind of the value reciprocates itself. And sometimes that's in the form of money, but not always. Mm-hmm. It could be in the form of opportunity, which I'd prefer. I'd rather prefer, I'd prefer opportunities versus money all day long. Opportunities in what way? In, you know, uh, helping people out or uh, an opportunity to make money. I mean, that's fine too. Um, but usually it's like a, even a partnership, like people that come out of the woodwork and say, hey, you want to partner on this? Which makes you feel good because it's like they think enough of you that they want to partner on something and it feels good. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to the relationships, right? So if you have enough key relationships out there, it comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Well, and to your point with relationships, there's, 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 no, there's no finish line. And I think a lot of people make that mistake, especially like, okay, so you two, you're getting married in four months. And I have seen, and we were as guilty, like once you're married, okay, all the hard work's done. Like we did our thing, now we're married, let's just go. And that's when the hard work starts. And you don't ever get to stop, you know, putting that time in and and building that relationship. And I think that some people get to a point whether it's in marriage or friendships or whatever, where they're like, okay, this was my goal. This is where I am. And and you just stop putting in the work and then it starts to fall apart. It is an everyday, never ending effort. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, again, that's why you just become very selective in, in where you spend that time. And sometimes that's chosen for you. Like you literally just don't have the bandwidth or the time to really put into relationships. But, you know, one thing for us in our relationship was, you know, people talk about it, but, you, you know, you don't stop dating. You always keep learning about each other because you're always growing as individuals, which makes you different. A lot of people will be in relationships for a long time and say, you're different. You're not the same person. You've changed. And we look at each other and we're like, Thank you. Because who wants to be the same exact person we were when we were 19 years old? Like there were some great things and that's what brought us together and that's what our foundation is and that's what made us fall in love with each other. But I hope that people continue to say you've changed because isn't that the point? Hopefully change for the better. Well, yeah. (laughs) Change for the worse. um, But yeah, it takes work. Relationships take work. And most people aren't willing to put in the work. I think um, like relationships also change a lot based off of where you are in life. Like for us, we'll probably be making different friends, you know, as parents. And, you know, like um, when you work, you have different friends through work. Like I told him, like one of the hard things was like um, when I found out I was pregnant, like I lost a lot of friends to that. Um, we both did. And we both did because they just were like, oh, well, I don't have anything, you know. You feel like you have anything in common? I don't have anything in common with you, so I'm just going to stop talking to you. Mm. And it was just like, like, I struggled with it because I was like, I'm just really hurt that, like, these people who I thought we were close with, <laughs> just, like, after something like that, it's like, oh, like, you think you that they'd be happy for you or, you know, whatever. And it's it's just, it shows you a lot about people. Yeah, we had that same thing, you know. Um, we were 
married, having kids, <laughs> and our friends were college starting careers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely the commonality stopped, which which was okay with me because I mean I married my best friend. So exactly. Yeah. I, I, like, like, all my friends, yeah, yeah. Are all my, I don't care. Like, she's over here crying about that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you feel okay. that about her, but okay. she doesn't <laughs> feel that. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's about a whole it. other topic, right? Like yeah. relationships for women are way different <laughs> oh than relationships gosh. for men. Like you guys think wow. that it takes a lot of time, and it takes like ten times the amount of time for us because there's emotions, and we let our mind go to like why doesn't this person like me and you everything is just Mm. so personal and so relationships really can take a toll on women if you allow them to (laughs) yeah i think you need that balance because you talk about some of your relationship with your other girls Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just like, that does not make any sense to me. <laughs> it does not make any sense. Like, why do you do that? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. But you've been surrounded by women relationships your True. Life now. That's true. <laughs> like, the, That's true. the dynamic between yeah. me and the girls, and I remember wife. time. No, I. And, oh, yeah, and your first wife. Um, <laughs> but I remember times where, like, you and Nathaniel would just be sitting there on the couch, like, what is happening? Because. I'm yelling and Aurora's screaming and Trinity's like bolting out the door. Like all this is happening and you guys are just sitting there like, what is happening? The difference in relationships, the way women approach relationships versus men is, is hugely different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) Yep. Um, Speaking of like bad relationships though, like how do you come to terms with that we talked about forgiveness earlier which we Mm. can bring that up and um and how do you move forward in a way that you don't carry baggage with you i think that's been a struggle for me especially probably in the last five years or so some pretty significant relationships i've had the realization of oh this isn't this isn't good. <laughs> this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And having to sort of create those boundaries and and move on, but knowing that... So we were having this conversation in the car about forgiveness. I think forgiveness is a big piece of maintaining these, relationships. We have these talks on the way back from Taco Bell. From Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. so, we don't talk about just normal carefree. Tell you, the million dollar car. I know, oh, it's the million you, dollar car. We need to put the camera on in the car instead yeah. of taxi cab yeah. confessions. It's a, because this is yeah. what we talk about all the time. But we were talking about forgiveness and of course, dad is always great about throwing out those questions that just make you sit there and you're like, I don't know. (laughs) He forces you to like dig in and and really think. And you asked me, is it possible to ever truly forgive? And what does forgiveness mean? And 
that was hard for me to, I don't know that we actually ever finished the No, you just, you were quiet and you parked and it was still quiet. And, and I was then, just sitting there like. Like my lunch is getting cold. I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Should be another podcast. Forgiveness. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, oh. it's, it's a difficult For word. me, I told him, I feel like forgiveness has nothing to do with anybody else. It is a completely internal personal thing Mm -hmm. because you can forgive somebody and they'll never know you don't have to tell them that you've forgiven them you can forgive them and move on but the forget piece becomes the hard part and so that was his challenge he's like well if you haven't forgotten if you haven't forgotten then did you really forgive and i don't have that answer but i thought it was a great question to ponder because i think it's hugely important in relationships to understand that difference to know I can forgive you that something I can forgive you for something you've done to me but if you continue to do it to me then that needs we need to have a different definition of what our relationship is I think what helps you think about that is I always I always want to try to forgive because I want to be forgiven mm-hmm. so what does it feel like if you have the shoe on the other foot if you want to be forgiven, how do you want the other person to feel? That's kindergarten stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's back to the basics, baby. This is how Ari learns. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want somebody else to forgive you, do you want them to still remember all the things that you did to them? Probably not. Right. Right? But can you ever forget? That's, I think it depends it's who it's with. <laughs> so we have selective forgiveness yeah. here? <laughs> I think, well, let's just say like a random friend, like you both got into something and whatever, yeah. and you worked it out and you're friends again. You probably don't really think back to that super often, um, depending how long you've been friends or whatever. Okay. Something more like a long like family or something where you see them constantly and mm-hmm. you probably do think back to the hurts or whatever mm-hmm. a lot more than mm-hmm. yeah I think the closer you are with somebody or the stronger relationship you've had I don't know how you forget that level of hurt yeah. that's very hard and what I have learned is I've been actually better at forgiving people who have hurt me than I am with people who have hurt my kids. And that's something that I need to work on, but I am still like, if, if you hurt my kids, we have a problem. I, yeah, I and see that, however. <laughs> you get that? I know I see, yeah. But I mean. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm aware of it. Like I, it, people could do stuff to me that I, and I probably, don't remember, but I will remember every single thing that you've done to my child. And that's not fair, though, because that's their battle. And especially when they were younger, it is their battle now. True. Not when they were younger. And I think that's that's the issue. And I think um, I don't know the the. The rational, like logical side of me is like, Tiana, you need to let that go. And then the mother emotional side of me is like, nope, I'm holding on to that forever and you are done. 
turned out to be. <laughs> and so that is that is a piece of my my life and my relationships that I I need to work on. So how do you get um How do you get um, onto a good relationship with someone you're obligated to be be with? Communication. So let's say let's say like like you use like grandma for example. If you're on like as if an you example, as an example, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you had like a bad relationship with her. How do you get back on it? Um, I think it's actually a lot easier because I think naturally people want to have a good relationship. I, I don't think I think it's kind of a na- unnatural for you to not to have bad a bad relationship. I think you got to be almost sick. Um, and so if you have that commonality that you want a good relationship, you want to be able to move forward. Um, then, commonality between the both of you? Yeah. Yeah. I, just, that, and that, and I think that's key. I would be like, Mom, I'm your son. You're my mom. Let's try to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Let's try to figure this out. What do we need to do in order for us to move forward from here? Mm-hmm. How? What is it going to take for you to forgive me for what I've done for you? And, and maybe you... It's going to take some time for you to forgive me, and I have to live with that. But what what's it going to take? So the key there is that there has to be two willing parties. True. If the other person or thing or whatever is completely unwilling, then you need to realize that that person has chosen where this relationship goes. Would you consider a conditional relationship... A relationship what's that mean so basically you have to do these certain things in order for us to have a relationship Oof. well I say no just because I've spent so much time trying to for that in my mind that's like a superficial relationship if I can't be yourself 100% authentic myself that's not a relationship it's an acquaintance it's a maybe see you at Christmas time or something that is not that is not a relationship. That is not a connection for me. So, um, I guess it depends on the conditions for me. I like, are the conditions going to make me a better person? Then I probably would consider it. If it, the conditions are things that I'm doing that they may get offended by, or I mean, we may not be have a close relationship, but at least we know where we stand. And be, we can be respectful to each other. But, but yeah. if it's obligate, so like your mom, like if grandma put like conditional, like you have to do these conditions in order for us to have a relationship, where does it go from there? I'd have to understand the conditions. Like mm-hmm. where are you coming from with these conditions? Mm-hmm. Why are they important to you? Mm-hmm. And if they're important to that person, and it's something that I could handle and just set the parameters up front to say, hey, you know what? Uh, this is going to be a struggle for me. And it's not going to be perfect. But if you're okay with that, I'd still like to have a relationship with you. It's not going to be perfect. 
we're going to struggle. We're going to we're going to have arguments, but it's a relationship. As long as we're both understanding how it's going to look, and we're both in agreement with moving forward, even though we're going to have challenges, let's do it. Everybody's like, <laughs> it's quiet <No>. here. <laughs> we're thinking of all of our challenging relationships yeah. at this point. Yeah. Not, I wasn't thinking of that. I was, I just, it, it's amazing to me how I just see things so differently because that require, to me, that sounds like it's going to require a lot of additional time and a lot of additional effort. And for me, do I want to put that time and effort into that relationship or would I rather throw that into a relationship that I already have that I can take to another level is my struggle because not all not all energy not all time is created equal and so if I'm trying to build this relationship with that that person who has these conditions or whatever and that's taking time away from my relationship with you or my relationship with you guys then that relationship is not for me over here well, it's just, it's not for you in the amount of time that you can give it. You can still have a distant relationship. But is there a point? Yeah, because you said there's, there's, a, there's an obligation there. Yeah. So there's still an obligation for you to have that relationship. So, yeah, you have to honor that. Um, I'm not saying that you got to be over there all the time or hanging out with them or you know, those kinds of things, but, you know, every once in a while, check in and say, hey, if you need anything, we're here. Mm -hmm. Put in what you want out of it. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can be the catalyst for change. Maybe you treat them differently than how they treat you, and then they start to change, and they're like, hey, you know, dang, he's really doing a lot for me. Maybe I had... The wrong impression or maybe I had the wrong idea about this person or maybe these conditions maybe they don't mean that much to me as much as I thought they were and you can be the catalyst for the change mm-hmm. this makes me appreciate the relationships that I have that require it feels like they require no effort like do you all have that re- that at least one relationship in your life where you're like, I haven't talked to you in six months and we didn't skip a beat. Like we just mm-hmm. were right back where we started. You don't have to constantly check in. You don't have to attend everything. You just kind of have that connection on a different level. And just knowing that you have like these people out there that if you need them, they're there. Same with them. The easy relationships, right? Um, it makes me appreciate those so much more. Um, those make me nervous though (laughs) (laughs) why because there's not that check in there's not like are we cool are we cool like well you just know you are no you you, you don't feel like you have to no 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 but it's like I don't know I guess I get a little anxious about those because it's almost like it's too good to be true it's kind of like dang this this feels really good (laughs) What, what's no, going to happen? Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> Something's going to happen to this where... That's just your personality, though. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism, I guess. So. <laughs> we're not 
going to get too close here because because I'm going to screw you or you're going to screw me. What are the th- <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Be, can you ever oh, be God. in a yeah, true uh, relationship without being vulnerable? Yeah. Well, it goes back to Chris Sands' comment, 50-50. Well, how about if we said you got to always give 100% no matter what? And if you get something back, great. If not, keep giving 100%. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we talk about all the time. You know, we're celebrating 25 years. I've given a hundred percent. And people, I mean, but people ask us all the time, and it's most days, it's an eighty twenty from one of us, and we joke about it all the time. But we're like, thank goodness you're having a bad day because if we were both having a bad day, I don't know what we would do. And it always works out that way. Like one of us is always picking the other one up. And so I, I caution everyone to not fall into that 50-50 because one day you're going to be at zero, like he said, or 10. And the other person... The magic happens at 51 plus. That's yeah. where the magic happens. It does. It just like... I'm just... Yeah. You, you, I'm you change be... your mind. I mean, we're I'm moving more into marriage, but that's just the longest relationship I've had. <laughs> But, you know, most days, and you can attest to this, Dad and I spend our days laughing, doing things for each other, um, very few days arguing or not talking. I can probably count those days on both hands that Mm -hmm. we've had in 25 years. And the shift came for me is when I started waking up in the morning and just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Um... How can I make his day better? And I wake up receiving that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's better. (laughs) (laughs) But with relationships, like that should be the intention. Like, how can I make this person's day better? Right. Um, And you will win every day. And so I, I truly wake up and live for him and, and you guys every morning. And that changes your life. When you take yourself out of the picture and you are just here for others to serve those that are closest to you, to serve those that you come in contact with that day, it changes your life. Yeah. Well, we talk about this. We talked about this when raising our kids. It's like, how can you treat your friends better than the people that live in your home? Start in your home first, and you've heard this before, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well. yeah. I mean, it's like you wake up and you're like, I'm gonna go do this for this person, this for that person, blah blah blah. And we're like, What are you doing? What are you here? doing? Here? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you doing here? what are you doing here first? Like, pay attention to the people that are closest to you, and that helped you the most. Start there. Because people are like, well, where do I start? Well, start with what's in front of you. We've always said that. Start at your kitchen table. And when, you know, three years ago when this whole COVID thing happened and then just the things that have continued to happen and happen and happen and 
people panic and, and they're freaking out and you know the world that the sky is falling chicken little and all we've ever talked about is we just do our work from the kitchen table and you try to create these people in your home that go out and multiply that and and give that out and that's where true change comes from is within each home Mm -hmm. so for us those are the absolute most important relationships in our lives all right we'll end it there anything you guys want to add about relationships Kind of went di- different ways. Yeah, I didn't right. fig- figure on that. I mean, that's that's how they usually go. But um, all right, maybe our next one's on forgiveness. Cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be a tough one. So we'll have to think about that. We got a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of ideas coming off the podcast. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining thanks, us. Thanks, everyone. Bye.